next on the 5 o'clock report. Everybody needs to slow down. That's when it's going to get real crazy. Reach it. Bone chilling your mask. It's still head scratching for many of us. We are living with the virus. We've got a real crisis out there. Mahmoud is barely recognizable. Now, let's go to the newsroom. An icy mess down south. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. A major league ice storm is wreaking havoc with air travel as well as driving throughout much of the southern U.S. right now. Witness this 12-car pileup near Memphis. This guy had to help clean up. People are just taking it for granted that they can just stop and you can't. This roads are slick. We're out here trying to work, and we have to dodge traffic. So... Everybody needs to slow down. This Arkansas hardware store owner doing a brisk business in ice melt. People just being proactive as it becomes a little more real, and especially when it happens, that's when it's going to get real crazy. Meanwhile, here in the listening area, up to a foot of lake effect snow on the south shore of Lake Ontario, and that's just part one of our winter woes. Here comes the cold. A frigid, bone-chilling air mass that will arrive with the coldest air of the season to date, Friday and Saturday. That's meteorologist Kevin Williams. He'll have our updated forecast for you in just a bit. New information on those classified documents mishandled by then-Vice President Joe Biden at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington. Stephen Portnoy updates us. Two sources familiar with the investigation tell CBS News the FBI searched Mr. Biden's office at the Penn-Biden Center in mid-November. The search, which was conducted in cooperation with Mr. Biden's lawyers, was not previously disclosed either by the White House, the president's personal attorneys, or the Justice Department. It's not clear whether any additional classified materials were located by investigators at the think tank following the initial discovery of classified material there by a Biden lawyer on November 2nd. South Carolina Republican Nancy Mace tells Fox News the whole classified document fiasco in Washington right now is mystifying to her. We don't leave the room with that classified information and so how it made it into these boxes and made it into a personal residence is still head-scratching for many of us. Also on Capitol Hill today embattled New York, Congressman George Santos has recused himself from committees until investigations into his campaign and personal finances are finished. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says that was the right thing to do. It certainly seems as if America's three-year-long official COVID emergency is ending. The question is when. House Republicans want it to end now versus President Biden's plan to let it run out in May. Either way, Dr. David Edges says the move is overdue. We are living with the virus. It is time to drop the uh, pandemic emergency and go back to an endemic status, which means the virus isn't gone, but we are living with the virus without it radically affecting our way of life. Now, the significance of that change includes the end of free COVID testing and treatment, as well as the Trump-era Title 42 rule, which made it easier to bar illegal immigrants over COVID concerns. A health threat of a much different sort on the mind of America's Surgeon General. Vivek Murthy says 13 years old is too young to be on social media. Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy agrees. Every parent in this country knows we've got a real crisis out there. About 60% of teenagers today feel intense feelings of loneliness. I see how these social media companies are intentionally addicting our kids to these screens. One expert says even adults have a hard time regulating their emotions online, so we can't expect young kids to do it either. A siege continues in the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. CBS's Deborah Pata with a closer look. For a place 70,000 people called home, Bakhmut is barely recognizable. Bakhmut still holds as the Ukrainian battle cry, but only just. Even a trip to the central square is done with one eye on the clock, the other on the sky. 
The other big trouble spot right now, the Middle East Secretary of State Antony Blinken wrapping up a trip there amid rising violence. He spoke to both Israeli and Palestinian leaders. We look to both sides to unequivocally condemn any acts of violence regardless of the victim or the perpetrator. However, Blinken offered no specific plans during his trip on how he might settle the Middle East century-old turmoil. Pope Francis is visiting the Congo. A musical greeting. This is the first papal visit there since the 1980s. There's a move by some Florida Republicans to loosen up the Sunshine State's gun laws. The new legislation proposed by Florida's House Speaker would get rid of gun permits. Republicans say carrying a gun is a universal right. Democrats counter less oversight will lead to more gun violence and accidents. CBS's Wendy Gillette. Actress Penny Williams, the Shirley half of the popular sitcom Laverne and Shirley, has died. CBS's Steve Futterman with a look back. She was one half of the starring duo on Laverne and Shirley. Cindy Williams played Shirley to Penny Marshall's Laverne, and millions watched every week. Laverne, you can drag your feet all you want to, but I'm going to this party and I'm going to meet some nice gentlemen. Long after the show ended, Cindy Williams talked about how fans still remember her on the sitcom. They feel that they're family, and they are. Cindy Williams was 75. Her Laverne and Shirley co-star Penny Marshall passed away in 2018, also at age 75. And they called it the Jumbo Jet. The very last Boeing 747 has rolled off of an assembly line in Everett, Washington. Boeing engineers thought this mid-century engineering marvel would only fly passengers for a decade before supersonic planes like the Concorde became the norm. They designed the 747 to live on as a freighter, which is how it got that iconic hump, allowing for a nose that could open to low cargo. So it's fitting. The final 747 is a freighter that'll be delivering for years to come. CBS's Chris Van Cleve got to fly on one of those once and it was a thrill. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a daring rescue in Pennsylvania. A prominent Catholic leader laid to rest in western New York. And Christmas lingers on in Gettysburg. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your family life weather forecast. It's going to be cold tonight. There'll be some lake snows weakening and east of the lake shifting north. A couple inches of fluff in places. Otherwise, partly cloudy, low temps, mostly teens or low 20s. Tomorrow, a few morning lake flakes, otherwise clouds, some sun in the 20s and low 30s. Some sun Thursday highs in the 30s to near 40. A frigid, bone-chilling air mass that will arrive with the coldest air of the season to date. Harshly colder as we head into Friday and Friday nights. All right, thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live now in New York and Pennsylvania. An amazing story of a rescue in Stroudsburg, PA. A neighbor racing into a burning home and likely saving the life of its resident. Blakely McHugh of WFMZ at the scene. Quite a heroic story, actually. So the neighbor who lives in this home behind me actually heard the man's cries for help. He ran outside of his home here to this one that was on fire, kicked open the door, grabbed the man and dragged him to safety. The Monroe County man hospitalized Monday night for burns across his body. Two people hospitalized following a crash on Route 86 near the town of Angelica, New York, Monday night. State police say the driver of a westbound Kia lost control of the vehicle, spinning around several times, striking guardrails on both sides of the highway, then coming to rest in the roadway where it was then struck by a tractor trailer. Both occupants of the Kia in Strong Memorial Hospital in Rochester with serious injuries. The truck driver escaped unharmed. Now, 
snowplows do a lot to prevent winter traffic accidents, but things turned out a little bit differently in Syracuse overnight. An Onondaga County 911 dispatcher says a plow crashed into a side porch of a home on Highland Street around 1 a.m. No injuries reported and no word yet from police exactly what caused that plow to meet up with the porch. There will be an additional step in the Tree of Life shooting case's sentencing phase. A judge granted a motion from defense attorneys to require prosecutors to present an argument on why Robert Bowers might be eligible to receive the death penalty before victim impact statements are provided in court. Bowers is facing a long list of charges accused of killing 11 people at the Pennsylvania Synagogue in October 2018. The man who led the Roman Catholic Church for three decades in Rochester, New York, lay to rest yesterday. A funeral mass held for Bishop Matthew Clark at the Sacred Heart Cathedral. The Archbishop of New York, Timothy Dolan, presided. Dolan says Clark was a man who embodied tranquility. He'd say, Tim, Tim, slow down. Be at peace. Be still. Let the power of God's word sink into your heart. Clark's lifelong friend is Lee Clary. Bishop Clark would say midnight mass at the cathedral right here. The next morning, he would say mass at the Monroe County Jail. He did that for years and years and years. That shows you what kind of a person he was. The 85-year-old Clark led the Catholic Church through the tumultuous priest sex abuse scandal. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2019. A train derailment in rural eastern PA today. News 69 reports that two sections of cars went off the track in a remote area of Rush Township in Schuylkill County along Highway 54. No reports yet of any injuries or spills. It took a jury less than an hour to acquit pro-life activist Mark Houck in federal court in Philadelphia Monday. Houck accused of violating the FACE Act, and he faced 11 years in prison, shoving a Planned Parenthood worker who was shouting obscenities at his son outside of an abortion clinic in the fall of 2021. Houck's attorney is Peter Breen. He was well away from the entrance, and the FACE Act is about access to the clinics. It's not about dealing with issues down the sidewalk. So right here today, what we did was win a big victory for the pro-life movement against the Biden administration. They were trying to scare pro-lifers. Hauk, a father of seven, arrested last fall at his home outside Philly by nearly two dozen heavily armed FBI agents. On September 23rd, about 6.45 in the morning, the agents, full SWAT gear, the heavily armored vests, ballistic shields, helmets, battering ram, banged on my door. The Biden Justice Department brought the case against even though local prosecutors threw it out. Pennsylvania Republican Brian Fitzpatrick among those speaking today as Ukrainian soldiers and families came to Washington to push Congress for humanitarian aid. So we're going to continue to stand behind Ukraine. Uh, nothing will ever change. It's a bipartisan push. Uh, and, uh, enjoyed, uh, Ukrainians enjoy support from both parties and both chambers. Fitzpatrick emphasized that Republicans and Democrats are united in their support of Ukraine. A professional lacrosse league that recently debuted with teams in Binghamton, Elmira, Syracuse, and Jim Thorpe, PA, among other cities, has announced it's postponing the remainder of its scheduled contest this season in hopes of reorganizing the league. In a statement, the newly appointed league CEO says he's excited for the future of the PBLA and has plans to turn it into a sustainable venture. Season ticket holders will get full refunds for remaining games. And if you still have some lingering Christmas decorations, well, don't feel too bad about it. So does Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, though they have a pretty good reason for it. Actor Bruce Boxleitner is headlining the movie A Gettysburg Christmas, which is wrapping up filming there this week. He tells WGAL. I'm sure there are many people going, what the devil? Christmas was a month or more. 
Everyone's been so cordial and wonderful. Gettysburg resident Chris Webb, among those excited to see the town, turned into Hollywood East for a little while. I've been watching my community forever, and uh, we needed something again. And the borough manager of Gettysburg was phenomenal. He worked hand-in-hand with us. I mean, everybody worked hand-in-hand with us to make it happen. Look for cameos by the Sachs-covered bridge in Dobbins House, among other favorite Gettysburg landmarks when that movie makes its way to theaters and TV. And Box Lightner says it'll be worth the wait. Oh, it'll be cute. Well, I'm sure it will be. How could it not? Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Mark. Stocks closing out a big January with another session of green today. This morning saw a slew of earnings reports that came in better than expected, and that included GM and UPS. All eyes turn to the Federal Reserve tomorrow and their interest rate decision. A one-quarter percent increase is assumed by markets, and the question will be their tone during the remarks. After the bell today, social media company Snapchat will report their ad revenue numbers tend to move names like Meta and Google. Oil climbing to $79 a barrel today, with the Dow gaining 368 points, the S&P 500 adding 58, and the Nasdaq climbing 190. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at ambassadoradvisors.com. You're listening to the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Ben Franklin once wrote, he that goes a-borrowing goes a-sorrowing. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. The Bible says a lot about borrowing, too, and nothing good. Scripture doesn't call debt a sin, but it always discourages it. Our friend Ron Blue says debt isn't the real problem. It's only a symptom of problems like greed, impatience, and lack of faith. The financial danger of debt is obvious. Proverbs 22.7 says, you become a slave to the lender. But there's spiritual danger, too. Borrowing presumes on the future that God will provide the resources to repay the loan. Proverbs 27.1 says, don't boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring. One thing is certain, it's easier to stay out of debt than to get out. Get biblical answers to your financial questions in the FaithFi community. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance in your app store or visit faithfi.com. Alrighty, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, that sure is a good day for it. Good lady, I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Well, that Lake Effect snow machine was cranking today. Those snow guns firing their snowy salvos along the south shore of Lake Ontario in central New York. A foot of snow in parts of northern Wayne County, Phil. Well, as we head on in time, there'll be a little lake snow tonight. Then we turn our attention to the Arctic air mass, a frigid, bone-chilling air mass that will arrive with the coldest air of the season to date. Friday and Saturday. It's going to be cold tonight. There'll be some lake snows weakening and east of the lake shifting north. A couple inches of fluff in places. Otherwise, partly cloudy. Low temps, mostly teens or low 20s. Tomorrow, a few morning lake flakes. Otherwise, clouds, some sun in the 20s and low 30s. Some sun Thursday highs in the 30s to near 40 ahead of the Arctic cold rush on Friday. You can hardly wait. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5. Your attention, please. Are there any Polar Express passengers in need of refreshment? 
Well, the weather seems tailor-made for National Hot Chocolate Day. The ancient Mayans got the Hot Chocolate Express rolling around 500 B.C., though their concoction from crushed cocoa seeds mixed in water and chili peppers was a whole different kind of hot. Warriors drank it before they headed off to battle. In the 1500s, explorer Cortez carried cocoa beans and tools for making hot chocolate with them to Europe. 1876, a Swiss mister, name of Daniel Peter, created the first variety of hot chocolate that would taste similar to what we're used to, combining powdered milk and chocolate. Swiss Miss came out with their popular ad hot water version in 1961. By the way, hot chocolate, hot cocoa, big difference. Cocoa powder has the fat stripped away, chocolate doesn't. While Americans love either one, our hot chocolate consumption doesn't even make the global top ten. Number one, kind of surprising, Portugal. Now, given the chilly forecast, I expect local consumption is about to rise considerably. That's the world we live in for Tuesday, January 31st, 2023. Thanks again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.